Welcome to the Salted Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Indiana. My name is Jody Curtis, and I'm a parishioner at the parish. And with me is my always witty co-host, David Cook, the stewardship director of the parish. Our goal in our podcast is to help spread the good news and to help our parishioners share their stories in ways that might evangelize others to share the good news as well. David, who's our guest today? Our guest today is Katie Gardner. Uh, Katie, I wish I had something witty to say, but I'm apparently out of my wits. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I've been listening to your podcast for the past couple of months, and I have only good things to say about it. So I'm honored to be a guest. You'll never listen to another podcast again. We're the best. (laughs) (laughs) are you a little nervous joining us we'll see i don't think so i don't think i am at the get-go but uh you ask me some hard-hitting questions i guess we'll find out that's usually we like to go into the depth of your human being we like to get to the soul that's good (laughs) there's no question off the table exactly well i don't know about that uh uh, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your involvement here at olmc Sure. So I actually have been um, a parishioner here for a long, long time. I was baptized here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel when I was, oh, you know, two months old. So I went to school at OLMC, kindergarten through eighth grade. And then I went to high school at Garen Catholic High School, which is where I met my husband. And aside from both of us going to college, we have stayed in the Carmel area for our entire lives. So, um, you know, we're involved and I never would have imagined that I would be back teaching. But about nine years ago, I heard that there was a job opening at Our Lady of Mount Carmel um, in the PE position. And that was always my plan and what I wanted to do in life. So I thought, well, this is too good to be true and applied for the job, got the job. So this is my eighth year as the PE teacher for third through eighth graders at Our Lady. Nice. That's excellent. So you married your your high school sweetheart or were you not dating that whole time? I guess we'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we, so yes, I did. The short version is yes, I did marry my high school sweetheart. He's two years older than me. So he was a senior and I was a sophomore at Garen Uh and we started dating then. And I kid you not, he went to college and I thought, well, that, you know, that will be a good run. That was fun while it lasted. Clearly we're not going to work out, wish him well. And he said, well, when I go to college, I mean, I'll let you know if I don't like you anymore, but I don't foresee that happening. So we went and he went to college two years ahead of me. I went to a different college on purpose. Um, and we joke that we really never should have worked out, but here we are. Um, <laughs> sounds like it was all meant to be. So. <laughs> So Katie, sounds like you're a lifelong Catholic. Do you remember a time before you had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, yes and no. It's kind of my instinctual answer is to say no, because I did grow up in an absolutely wonderful household. I'm the youngest of four girls. Um, My parents are both very strong Catholics. They were actually high school sweethearts as well. Um, So they did a wonderful job of raising all four of us in the faith. Like I said, we all went to Catholic school, kindergarten through senior year of high school. So it's definitely something that was second nature to me my whole life. That being said, I will say that high school was definitely when I decided to make it my own and all credit to Karen Catholic high school. I could probably talk about that place all day, just like I could talk about our lady of Mount Carmel, but it was there that I 
decided that I wanted to do it for me and had a lot of conversations, wonderful conversations with my parents while I was in high school. And when I was in college about, you know, thanking them for instilling the morals and the values that they did in me, but also letting them know I'm not making the decisions that I'm making because my mom and dad are telling me to anymore. I'm making these decisions for myself because it's what I've decided to do, what I want to do. And that all started probably around freshman, sophomore year of, of high school. Nice. I'm sure it kind of blends together a little bit. Um, but do you remember what specifically made you say yes? I'm sure it's like a combination of religion classes or anything, but was it a specific moment of retreat, anything? Yeah, I, I would not say that there was a specific moment, but the thing that stands out to me was my freshman year theology class at Garen. Um, Grant Freeman was the teacher. He doesn't teach there. And he was there for a couple of years. He was a real young guy, really fun. Everyone, of course, loved him. And he was just so authentic in his faith and, and really just held us accountable. I mean, he was very real with us. He knew what was going on in the hallways. He knew, you know, kind of the phase of life that we were in. And so he was just very direct very blunt. And I will never forget him saying, now that I have taught you these things, you're responsible for them. You know about them. So if you choose the other path, that's on you. You know, I'm giving you the tools, you have them. So, you know, good luck to you, but now the ball's in your court. And so that class stands out to me. But then from that point forward, and this is still relevant in my life today, I, well, we, my husband and I both and our two children who I haven't talked about yet. (laughs) They exist too. Um, but it's, we are surrounded by just the, the best people. It started with our parents, um, and my siblings. I have three older sisters. It continued with my friends and my teachers and my coaches and mentors that were in high school. Um, it continued in college and then goodness, now I work at our lady of Mount Carmel. So I'm surrounded by it all day. So I really, you know, I, I like to be confident that I'm very steadfast in my faith, but it's really easy when you have the people and the community that I'm around all day. Good for you. And what is your life like in Christ now, Katie? So I would say now I'm kind of in the phase. So like I said, my husband, Sam and I, um, we've been married for six years. We have two daughters that are just the best. One of them is about to be three. Her name's Kendall. And then Quinn is eight months old. And since Kendall has been born, particularly since she's been at an age where she can walk and talk and ask us questions, a lot of times questions at mass, a lot of times questions at mass when the rest of the church is quiet and she has a question for us at mass. Um, that has been a real game changer because I thought I was strong in my faith before. And now explaining it to a three year an almost three-year-old has been a really good challenge, I think for both of us. And I feel like that is kind of the current phase that I'm in right now in my faith. A couple of years ago, I was going a little bit crazy because it was like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't have as much time as I'm used to having. And so I'm falling asleep in the middle of prayer all the time. And I'm falling short in these different ways. And since then I've realized that that is part of my prayer life. It's a pretty big part of my prayer life right now is taking the time to teach my kids, the Our Father and the Hail Mary. We were saying grace the other day at home and <laughs> Kendall stopped me and said, hold on, hold on. I, I don't know what bounty means. Oh. And I said, well, you know what? I don't know that I really know about. So I looked at it, here I am Googling it. And then, you know, then that sparks a conversation. So if you ask me that question, that is my answer. The, the, 
phase I'm in or the kind of the spot in my prayer life that I'm in is the wonderful gift of being able to pass it on to the next generation and explain it. And then of course, there are those questions that pop up that I don't expect or don't always know the answer to that are coming from a three-year-old. And that has been a, a really good test. Yeah, I love that, Katie. I think it's sometimes it's so easy for us to to think about what we're not doing or what, what we're not doing enough of or that yeah. somebody else is doing more than we are as opposed to focusing on what we are doing and how well we're doing that. So kudos to you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I don't I don't even have kids, but I fell asleep in prayer today. And I try to play, have tried to play it off like it was some sort of Holy Spirit revelation. I like shook and grabbed my journal right away. So my co-adorer thought I. <laughs> you know, someone told me recently, they said, as a mom, which now resonates with me, as a mom, you imagine the feeling of your baby falling asleep on your shoulder, or you imagine the feeling of your baby falling asleep when you're reading her a book or when you're putting her to bed, you're singing her a song and how that's how God must feel when you're going to sleep and you're falling asleep in your prayer life. So I don't know if I just needed to hear that as an excuse, but that has, that has stuck with me that I think, okay, you know what, if there's a way to fall asleep, prayer is the way to do it. That's right. That's beautiful. That's awesome. You mentioned uh, your Catholic community being very important in keeping you Catholic and maintaining that identity. Did you have that in college? Was that very prevalent there? Uh, no, it wasn't. Great question. So going from Garen to then going, I went to Hanover College and it's a wonderful school. There's a lot of faith at Hanover College. It's not a Catholic school. Um, so going from Garen where it's in the hallways, in the air you breathe, it's everywhere. It's all over the place to then going to college. It's like, I, I knew that it would be a challenge. I underestimated how big of a challenge it would be. So just to give you a little bit of context at Hanover, there's one chapel. It seats about 40 people. Um, and when I got there, I was a volleyball player. So I was there before the rest of the freshmen and I got there on a Friday, I think. And so Sunday mass was coming up. I was a freshman. I didn't have a car on campus. And so I wanted to get to mass on Sunday. Well, guess what? They didn't offer mass on campus on Sunday. And the closest Catholic church was 20 minutes away. So I asked my coach, which is a very humbling experience, if they knew of anyone who could drive or if anybody on the team could do it. And the answer was no. And so there was another girl, another incoming freshman on the team who, um, who kind of reached out to me and heard me ask, overheard me ask and said, well, I'd kind of like to get to mass too. And so my dad actually drove back two hours South on that Sunday, took the two of us to mass, drove home that same day, which is just in a nutshell, my father. Um, and I just saw that as such a, a miss, a miss opportunity, um, in college in general. And so it, that was a struggle. Um, there was one weekly mass 7 PM on Sundays that was on campus. One of my good friends who actually went to Garen with me and then went to Hanover for college. She and I decided we were going to try to start the music quote unquote department, um, there. And so we did some, you know, pathetic, but wholehearted <laughs> version of music at mass, um, on campus every single Sunday. And that was a, a, a big test in my life was, okay, this has been surrounding me. This has been easy for me and now it's not. So do I want to make it a priority or not? And the spoiler alert is I did 
hence us, you know, me being here right now, but it was hard. It was really hard. And especially in a situation where I knew very few other people who wanted to join me, um, that was a, a big test of priority. And so, no, it wasn't easy when I went to college, but I'm very grateful for that because it put things into check for me and made me prioritize where that faith life was going to fall. And, you know, had I not had that, I probably could have gone about being that comfortable type of cradle Catholic that I have been used to being. Uh, And that was maybe God's way of helping me to figure out that I was, you know, I was doing this for me. This was going to be my choice or not. Yeah. I love that. That's a great story. So, you know, um, Katie, Jesus has given us all unique gifts in our lives. What, what gift do you think the Lord has given you to help you evangelize? That's a great question. Um, well, I'm an extrovert and I, I am 29 years old and sometimes I still think I'm in high school or in college. And so now as a teacher, I do feel like God has given me the gift of having the energy to be able to relate to kids 14 and younger. I don't think I ever would have expected that that would have been my path or the gift that I would have been given. I always, you know, I knew I wanted to teach PE. I thought that I wanted to teach it a little bit older. Now, man, those kids that I get to encounter every day are just the best. And I think, you know, in my day-to-day life, I teach six classes a day. I get to pray at the beginning of all of them. And then on top of that, there are so many conversations. And again, such unexpected conversations, a moment of life that happen in, you know, the ages of third through eighth grade, where I'm able to have conversations with teenagers or younger than teenagers about what's going on in their own lives. And I feel like it's pretty easy for me to relate and to give sound advice, moral advice um, in those situations. So I've said it before, I'll say it 1 million more times. I think I have the best job ever in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that I feel that way is because God gave me that gift and kind of pointed me in that direction that this was the path I was supposed to be down. I think I wake up every day of my life and I am very confident that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And you know, when you have that, which I don't think a lot of people can say about their jobs, and when you have that, it's easy to, I think, do God's will and reach people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, God gives us lots of gifts, Katie, and we don't all always use them. So good for you for using yours on a daily basis. Thank you. I also love just how curious kids are. You are mentioning it. It just made me think of that. It's like, you know, I don't know what bounty means either in the prayer, <laughs> like all the, I, I assume kids just go through the day and they're actually honest and ask questions. And I don't think we are as curious as we used to be. We're kind of just shut up and accept it. And then yeah. a, a lukewarm. Oh, you're, you're right. It's, it's yeah. refresh. It's a refreshing and a little bit astounding. I mean that in a good way. Um, what, what students, students that I teach are comfortable saying or asking me and I love it. I mean, I'm an open book, so it has sparked over the years, a lot of really good conversations, but if they have a question or something that's on their mind, they pretty much just ask. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, they definitely do. Um, I just, I'm thinking back to some of my own student teaching times, but uh, we like to say <laughs> you're grateful no matter what. What are some things that you're grateful for, Katie? 
first and foremost, obviously my family, which begins with my husband and my two children, but really extends to, you know, my family that I grew up with, my three older sisters, my mom and my dad and my in-laws. I'm have wonderful, wonderful in-laws um, that I'm very close with as well. And then in general, just my community, I've said it and I'll, and I'll keep saying it, but to be able to wake up and go to work in a place that you can share your faith, but also in a place where just people have your best interest in mind. I genuinely look forward to coming to work. I genuinely enjoy conversations that I get to have with my coworkers. So again, I think that's pretty rare. I'm aware that it's pretty rare. And so daily, I drop my kids off at daycare and on the drive from daycare to Our Lady of Mount Carmel School, I am thanking God for that. The fact that I woke up and I'm not dreading the day. I'm looking forward to the day. It's it's a blessing that I, it's like I understand it, but I know that I don't even fully understand it. <laughs> Amen. You better, you better watch out. Tim's going to hear this and make you the poster teacher. <laughs> You're going to go to recruiting events. You're going to do all this. Like, That's, I right. That's right. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for sharing your story. Would you like to end us in a prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me um, in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus. Thank you for the gift of this day all the blessings that it holds, all the things that we can see, and even the things that we don't, things that we haven't encountered yet. We thank you for this time and this wonderful community of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and we ask your blessing over all of us as we go about our day. We pray glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Thanks to our listeners for listening today, and stay salty.